All right, everybody, welcome back to the Woodscast. Uh, this is a podcast where two dudes who are told their brothers sit around, drink too much, and shout into the void about this simulation that you cucks call real life. Um, as always, everything is made up and the outline doesn't matter. We will shit on that outline soon enough. Um, with me, per the usual, is the other half of that, my brother Shay. What's going on? Yo. Yeah, he's always talkative. It's great radio. Thanks, Shay. Yeah, well, what else do you want to hear? What do you want? I don't know. Shut Things the fuck are up. great. Shut, shut, you shut the fuck up. Yeah. Anyway, we have a guest. Thank God. So I don't have to talk to Shay. What's going on, oh, Adam? Fucking, I don't have to talk to Justin. <laughs> well, now I regret coming on. Yeah, yeah. It just got real <laughs> weird real quick. Damn it. Yeah. Well, we haven't done one of these in a while, and we wanted to jump back into it. Um, Adam, thanks for coming on. It's always fun to talk to you. Um, also, want to get your. Uh, uh, I want you to talk me down off the midterms ledge here a little bit later. Um, but before that, oh, dude, Trump's going to, I've already given up on 2024. I don't mind. Yeah. Well, we need I, I, didn't, I didn't know you. I didn't know you brought me on to lie. I, <laughs> I, I would have had more drinks if I knew I had to lie. <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, let's, let's go through it. Um, let's get to it. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the numbers. I'm drinking, uh, I'm drinking pitchers of light beer. Shay, what's in your cup? Why Russian? Why Russian? Oh, that's a, yep. That sounds good. It is delicious. Um, I don't think we have any milk in the house, or I would have them later. Well, that's um, that's, that's you should use half and half. That's uh, disgusting. But anyway, uh, um, Adam, I saw you pour something. If it looked clear, G and T. Oh, nice. Um, one of the things I'm kind of I just got I got my booster shot this weekend. We'll talk about that earlier. But I'm being very careful with what like liquors I drink because I have felt like dog shit since then. So I had a couple drinks last night, you know, mm-hmm. right before I went to bed and I don't know if it was the alcohol or what, but I, I alternated between sweating my balls off and uh, freezing for the rest of the after- evening. So, you know, uh, a, a white Russian sounds good to me right now, but it'll probably make, make me feel horrible. So I'll have to wait a day to do that, Shay. Um, the other numbers, we, uh, we are on the 292nd day of the Biden administration. It has been 306 days since there's been an attempt to overturn a free and fair election. Um, Biden's poll numbers, like we stopped talking about them for a while. Moving forward, I'm just going to talk about them uh, in terms of Trump's poll numbers because everybody um, in the Fox News evening block says that um, that basically it's in the Constitution that if your poll numbers are this bad, you have to resign. And um, it's the uh, it's the twelfth uh, article of the Constitution that Trump likes to talk about. Um, yes. But uh, but fuck that noise. Right now, 538, Biden is 5.1 points ahead of Trump right now, and Gallup is five points ahead of – in Gallup, he's five points ahead of Trump. So, yeah, I, I mean, we can, t- we can we can you know, dry hump those numbers all day. But he's like – the people that say he has to resign said that Trump was the best president ever when he was five points lower. So, you know, fuck a bunch of that noise. Um, it's been 607 days since we were declared a global pandemic. It's been 264 days that Rush Limbaugh has been clean and sober. Congratulations. You got me beat, Rush. And uh, that's going on. All right. So just some more, I'm going to throw some more numbers at you real quick. In the COVID woo fuckery, we have had 47.4 million cases in the United States. That's me dropping my wedding ring. Uh, 775,729 American deaths due to COVID. Shay, here in the um, here in the Woodscast, we we describe that as uh, over 258 9/11s or over three 193 kilo Benghazis. Yeah, the kilo Benghazi. Yeah. I love that measurement. So, as of now, we have a third shot, a booster shot for 65 and older and immunocompromised. Um, we have a vaccine. Did you get yours because you're so ugly? Oh. 
very clever. Very clever. Um, I'm, no, I'm really I got proud mine. I got mine because I'm a living uh, kidney donor. And <laughs> there you go. Look at me. I'm Justin. I saved uh, someone's life. Give yeah. me a booster. Uh, just, just for everybody else's reference, I also use that excuse to get the last piece of pizza. So it's not like I'm real highbrow about this. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, it's a, that's amazing. Yeah, my one kidney is still hungry. I want that piece yeah. of pizza. Um, uh, so um, just uh, just the other day, just when was this? Uh, October 26th, uh, the Pfizer vaccine was approved for 5 to 11-year-olds. And I looked it up where uh, um, Dr. Peter Marks, director of the FDA, says we're just a few more months away from giving it to 6-month-year-olds to 11-year-olds. Um, nice. Do you guys want to weigh in whether or not that's tyranny or not? Um, so they're telling you the shot is available and you don't have to get it, but you can if you want and it's free, correct? Right now. That is tyranny, yes. A step further, there may be some places you can't go or can't do things if you're not vaccinated. Um, so, so tyranny? I mean, by that not- lot. Yeah, that's tyranny because, like, I'm not allowed to go into a bar if I'm under 21. That's tyranny. <laughs> you're, you're missing a very important point here, uh, and that is that uh, it hurts Tucker Carlson's feelings if you get vaccinated. Yes, yes. There is – Tucker Carlson is – first of all, he's vaccinated. Let's just be very clear. Tucker Carlson oh, is vaccinated. Um, uh, Fox News – I is, saw some stat that said, like, 90% of people of Fox News are vaccinated. Right, because like, yeah. Fox News has a – requires it. Yeah, well, vaccine. I think it's, they, they require it for you to be in the office in person, yeah. and like you can work from home if you're not vaccinated. Yeah, which is tyranny by yeah Fox tyranny News. again more tyranny. But Fox News has a tighter um, vaccine uh, protocol. <clears throat> ah, shit, how do I say this? Vaccine and or uh, COVID testing protocol than um, the one Joe Biden is trying to institute, and that is tyranny. The one at Fox News is tighter than that. Um, I believe. I believe the main difference is at uh, Fox. If you're not vaccinated, you like like Adam said, you can't be in the building, can't work in the building, and um, you uh, the you have to wear a mask in the building because that's now uh, the New York State you know uh, mandate. But Biden's mandate says you get tested every week if you're not vaccinated. Uh, at Fox News, it's every day. So like they're swabbing the fuck out of people at Fox News. But the thing that makes me even more entertained is if you guys remember this this uh, narrative in 2020, COVID was not a big. Okay, there's two stories here. Let's just talk about Fox News in 2020. COVID was not a big deal. We didn't have to worry about it. It might even be a hoax because people aren't dying from it as fast as people died from this one year of the flu that we cherry picked. Now it's totally real, but the vaccines are the problem. And in the other side, the the if you if you were to just if Tucker Carson were to sneeze hard enough, he would be Alex Jones at this point because they're just fucking interchangeable. And in Alex Jones's world, COVID did not exist. COVID the 2020 COVID was a hoax. It did not exist. The COVID that he got himself, Alex Jones, the COVID he got himself in 2021 is from the vaccine directly. So that's the other story is that the vaccines give you COVID or worse than COVID. Has Alex Jones been vaccinated? I would would say no because – but here's the thing. And we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers here in a little bit. I'd say yes and he lied about it. I want to say – I want to say that too, Shay, but we'll – but you can't – I mean – Alex Jones will say whatever the absolute fuck yeah, he wants. For sure. Alex Jones went on um, 
Joe Rogan's podcast. One of the main reasons I think we should put Joe, Joe Rogan in a, in, a, in, a, in a capsule and shoot him into space is because Alex Jones went on Joe Rogan's podcast and said that when he was 15, he was recruited by the satanic globalists and he was recruited by having a, he was, he was 13 or 14, I think he might have said 15. He was like 14 or 15 at the time, and they had a senior at his high school sexually seduce him. She drove him from his school as a freshman to her mansion in the outskirts of Dallas and banged him. It was like he made a – every time he tells a story, it's a different, like, muscle car she drove. It was either like a Viper or, you know, Ferrari <laughs> or whatever. Every time he tells a story, it changes the type of muscle car that the super hot – senior took him to this mansion and then they fucked and then as he left her dad was like hey did you like fucking my daughter i like fucking her too and if you join us satanists you get to fuck her all the time that never fucking happened at all and joe rogan just goes wow that's crazy like didn't push back at all you're supposed to be a fucking comedian at least give him a yeah good one bro like yeah that happened yeah but anyway i'm sorry you get me all worked up but um you can't believe anything Alex Jones says. So Shay, I want to I want to think that he's been vaccinated and is just fucking lying about it. But he also says that he had COVID twice. That he got it in 2020, which was the real COVID, which wasn't bad and it wasn't a pandemic. And he got it a second time in 2021, and it was really bad. But that time, it's why he took ivermectin and everything else. Like this is all just a big fucking narrative to them. So I I can't I can't tell you one way or the other, Shay. But I have to imagine he's vaccinated now. But. The other thing is that these dickholes um, are pushing, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, pushing uh, natural immunity real hard as of late. Like for the last three months or so, everything's about their natural immunity. Now that they've had COVID, that didn't exist yeah. last year. Except that um, I, I don't want to misquote the stat, but it's the, I want to say it was the CDC that says that unvaccinated people can expect to get COVID once every what was it? 16 months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. So un- you're unvaccinated. You're unvaccinated. Well, and even, um, Alex Jones's story falls apart because he says he is now immune to COVID because he's had it, but he himself has said he's had it twice. So well, what the fuck? The, what this really boils down to is that folks that are resisting vaccination are contributing to this pandemic being permanent. Mm-hmm. Contributing <laughs> from it from it going from a pandemic to an endemic, you know things like the flu that we treat every year and move through. Yeah, but the flu is as much as the um, anti-vaxxers will say otherwise. The flu doesn't kill nearly as many people as COVID does. No, no, it doesn't. It's it's fucking it's it, yeah. It's just a statistical thing that it doesn't, and. So we have all these. Um, one of the things I loved about the um, the brouhaha about mandates is that you guys heard that if we do mandates, everybody's going to quit and walk off their jobs, right? You guys, have you guys heard, heard any of that happen around you? I mean, every time somebody does, it blows up in the media. So that makes it seem like it's more prevalent than it is. But then exactly. it's always like, okay, 40 people quit because they didn't get vaccinated. We have a total of 10,000 employees. Like, yeah. it's always like like a, a minuscule amount. Like, there was uh, – um, I'm in Charleston, West Virginia, for anybody who didn't know that. And uh, we, had a, we had a news anchor who, on one of the, like, three local – Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. 
quit because she refused to get vaccinated. And then, like, everybody was it one of the hot ones. I honestly could not tell you what she looks like. I don't oh. watch the news. But... Okay, well, if she's not if she's not an attractive news anchor, she's got no business on television. Anyway, continue. <laughs> anyway. That is that's not the that is not the <laughs> statement of the Woodscast. Um, See, Justin, that's the stuff I'm telling you. Like, you're gonna like when I run for office, you're gonna come to me like I'm your brother, but I'm gonna blackmail you. Here you go. <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be your science advisor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I never come here. After that happened, everybody's acting like this is an epidemic. Oh, everybody's walking off the jobs. Name one other person. Right. I <laughs> I actually know who you're talking about, and I know her personally. She's a like a friend of a friend of the family, and mm-hmm. so like I would hang out with her. I'm not going to blow her up here. It's not you know you don't need to know that. anybody can Google the you know the local TV newscaster who who left in Huntington, West Virginia. WSAZ, I believe it is. Um, but no, I would see her like Christmases and Thanksgivings and stuff. So like I know her. And we're pretty sure it's her dipshit uh, boyfriend who's like, yeah, don't get the vaccine. And so, uh, you know, somebody fucked around and found out. And, um, but yeah, it's, and uh, to, to your guys' comments, um, uh, here's some examples. Houston Medical went from a 15% unvaccinated to 2% unvaccinated rate after their mandate. All things said and done, 130, 153 workers were fired or resigned out of the 25,000 employees. I'll go ahead and do the math for you guys. That's point oh. That's zero point six percent of their workforce. Uh, NY, NYPD said that um, the union, the union boss, said that tens of thousands of police officers would would walk off the job. Their number was thirty four yeah, out of thirty five thousand no. no. uh, police officers. That's that's zero point oh nine percent. Nine seven percent. And you know those thirty four can can accept the invitation from Ron DeSantis to come to exactly. That's so weird. <laughs> God, we need, I, our, uh, we need to get our dad out of Florida, Shay. Yeah, right. My so. favorite, uh, uh, my favorite thing is I gar- I, I would love to see the Venn diagram of people who don't support employer vaccine mandates, but we're totally cool with that bakery saying you can't get a gay cake here. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like well, I guarantee, or, or like you know, like well, on, on, you know, I, I know Adam probably knows about that 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 uh, case too. The case was not necessarily that he wouldn't sell them a cake, but he he said he wouldn't use his First Amendment talents to decorate it for yeah, them. It was actually a pretty narrow. Yeah, it was real, real because, narrow. Because he the, this cake shop said, you know, we will sell you anything in this store, but I decline to make a a cake to order that specifically promotes uh same-sex weddings well, i don't care what the and, ruling is my point yeah. is that like these these numb nuts are totally okay with a business discriminating against something right. they don't agree with yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a better example though shay you would like to see the venn diagram between the people that won't take the won't are going to get fired because they won't take the vaccine to the people that are okay with random drug testing oh yeah yeah see those people those fuckers don't give a shit so oh god fun fact I'm not going to drop any names here for obvious reasons once you the story, but a very good friend of mine uh, got a new job and then went in to get the drug screen. And because he's like me, I don't, I won't give you my bodily fluids for a drug test. You can kiss my ass. He gave one of those fake urine samples, which work like a charm, by the way, for anyone wondering. Um, I'm not that I, I haven't been drug tested in like. This is also whatever, not the stance of the Woods no, cast. No, this is firmly Shea Woods stance. Fuck your drug <laughs> test. You're a fucking asshole. If 
I have to take a drug test to flip burgers at McDonald's. The people making the laws in this country should have publicly available drug test records. But anyway, um, you know, that's the, the, the thing about employment drug tests is that the last time I was drug tested for a job was when I worked at Sheets in college. Oh, it's, it's always and, some pit. Dude, yeah. I work I work at a company that produces rocket engines and they couldn't give a fuck what I do with all my spare time as long as I show up to work and I do it properly. I, I was going to say, I feel I mean, I'm an attorney. I, I've never been drug tested for an attorney job, even when I worked for the government. So, yeah. like, I think I think the unspoken view there is like, if you can practice law competently while you're high off your ass, like, more power. go for it. Good on you. <laughs> oh, but the point was, is he pulled a total Costanza, and I love this story. He showed up, screwed up his drug screen, said, "Fuck it, I'll just show up and go in anyway," like nothing happened. Screwed up <laughs> the second drug screen, and then just or, or or the second drug screen didn't screw up. Something went wrong, and they didn't accept it. And then he just kept showing up to work, and eventually HR is like, "All right, you're fine." <laughs> There That's you go. the best. That's the yeah. best. That's the way to do it. Yeah, drug drug tests are well, stupid. And uh, not you know, we're already off the outline, but I don't care. One of the things that always pisses me off is like Fuck your outline. You, yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the things that always pisses me off is you know the states that will pass the um, drug testing for welfare, which just absolutely sends me up an absolute fucking wall because one, you don't have probable cause; two, you're just slut shaming the poor, and you know. It's, it's just annoying, but, like, every place that that has passed is passed by a Republican um, state legislature or Republican-controlled state leg- leg- legislature. And almost in every instance, the Democrats in said state will put uh, an amendment to it saying, all right, if, we, if anybody who takes federal funds has to piss in a cup, then we're all pissing in cups. And then like every passes. Then, and then, well, that amendment is struck down. Yeah. So based what I know about – rich old people yeah they're gonna test and, hot and, and, I, and i say that as someone who has hung out with a lot of rich old motherfuckers in boulder boulder county has a lot of wealth it's got a lot of guys that were super cool hippies in the 60s and 70s and now they're millionaires or creeping up on billionaires and let me tell you if you're gonna test old rich people especially old rich white guys for drugs they're going to pop hot for lots of shit. It's going to be a lot of prescription drugs they don't have prescriptions to, and then the wilder guys are going to test positive for cocaine. I'll fucking guarantee it. There's, maybe look, maybe or, a little or, 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 or like let, uh, legal amphetamines, air quotes, like like Adderall, things like that. Because there's no way this 88-year-old man is doing a 12-hour session in the Senate without sleeping if he's not on something. Like, I just don't believe that. And I would <laughs> I would love – that would I could die a happy man if nothing in this country changes except I can just see what drugs my Congress you know, senators are taking. Like, oh, that guy's <laughs> super high. I don't – woo, look at that. That's, like, ooh, that's, not, ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Or you know we have we have a you know a uh, Antifa finally does overthrow the government and we just walk into the the House and Senate lock the doors and make everybody pee in a cup and drug test them right there. Oh, I got at least that that'd be some crazy SC span. I'll tell you what. I forget what I like statistically speaking. It's like X number out of every you know hundred people test positive for like these following five things. So like just the random you know. Statistically speaking, a, a good chunk of those people would lose their jobs if it mattered. But oh yeah, they, but 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 the government in our country is very firmly in the do as I say, not as I do camp. Oh yes, 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 yes. You um, should pay your taxes, not me though. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of other COVID assets, before moving on, uh, Ted Cruz is very mad that Big Bird got vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this. That's oh, that... amazing. It's my favorite news item recently. Yeah, like so. Um, uh, for everybody who hadn't seen this news article, we're recording this uh, Monday. I don't think I said that. Monday, um, November 8th. 
um, big bird, uh, as in Sesame Street, the actual big yellow fucking bird on Sesame Street, got vaccinated today for COVID or in, in a recent episode. And uh, the right wing is losing its shit because they call that uh, propaganda. Now, this is also something that um, uh, Sesame Street has done. Jim, Jim's got something to say about it. I can hear him. I know. He's back here whining because he hasn't had his fourth meal today. He's being yeah. a little, little bitch about it. Um, but um, this is something Sesame Street has done for years. Like back in the 70s, they would have vaccine, vaccination um, um, campaigns for whooping cough. Um, what was the one? There was one in color I watched today. Shit. Well, I mean, Sesame Street's only been around since the seventies. I don't think it was ever in black and white. Oh, no, there's images of it in black and white. I don't. I, yeah, hmm. that might just be the medium. They it might be the paper, but I want to say it was like some kind of small. What a minute, smallpox. That's too far. That's not recent enough, is it? But there's there's been at least two whatever mm-hmm. there's been at least two vaccination campaigns that um, Sesame Street has gotten involved in. Back then it wasn't a problem, but well the funny thing is is Ted Cruz is upset about it. He calls it um, prop- uh, government propaganda for um, your five year old. Well, first of all, um, you work for the government, Ted Cruz. You fucking yeah. asshole. Um, that would be your propaganda too. And also, what happened to the vaccine being a Trump vaccine? Where, where did that go in the last Oh, yeah, because everybody six, was super months. excited. They're like, hey, man, thanks to Operation Warp Speed, Trump made yeah. this vaccine. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? If if the vaccine is so <laughs> deadly, then why are you not mad at Trump for, you know, for greenlining it and, and ramming it through? I thought we were supposed to, you know, suckle at Trump's nips for putting it through so fast and making us all vaccinated. Like, how do they, how do they, how the fuck does, does Ted Cruz sleep at night with that kind of cognitive distance running his head? I mean, on a giant pile of money. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean that's in a in a in a. Uh, where did he go? Cancun. He sleeps in Cancun. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's where he goes. <clears throat> and finally, last uh, COVID asset, uh, Aaron Rodgers, starting quarterback, the Green Bay Packers, lied about his vaccination. Well, packs. Yeah, he said he was immunized, quote unquote. Rachel blames his hippie girl, uh, hippie fiance now. Um, he caught COVID. Like he tested positive November third. Had to sit out. Fucking Chiefs beat our ass. It was fucking that game lasted six hours. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Um, he explained this by going on some dude, some doofus within a tank top show. McAfee, I don't know who this guy is. Um, the only McAfee I know is a crazy tax loon that died recently. Pat McAfee is a former Colts punter, former WVU punter. All right, so I should literally give no shits about what this guy says. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so he went on this guy's podcast, um, told him that like he had immunized himself against COVID. He didn't elaborate. He said, and I, he said he's not an anti-vax flat earther. He was not asked asked about being a flat earther, so he's totally a fucking flat earther. You don't like answer that. questions like that without being, you know. Um, but well, he went on. Let's, to, let, me, let me. I'll I'll devil's advocate that remark. Um, it sounds like he's saying he's not an anti-vaxxer and he is comparing and being an anti-vaxxer to being a flat earther in terms of silliness. I think he's a flat earther. Okay, well, that's more fun. But All right, yep. Uh, he went on to say that he was going to listen to Rogan, who had become his friend over the phone in, in meetings. So he's well, going to listen. Well, then if he's not a flat earther, he's still a dumbass. Yeah, he's going to listen to Rogan <laughs> on how to do this. Um, he says he's allergic to um, an ingredient in the vaccines. I call horseshit because you can't be allergic to all the ingredients in all three vaccines. 
Um, they're, uh, the J&J is a completely different type of vaccine. Um, so uh, my takeaway is that uh, Aaron Rodgers is totally a flat earther and is going to fuck up our season when it was just going getting really good. Um, there's a couple of great quotes here. Um, here. Here's Howard Stern. The next time this fuckhead gets injured on the field, they should they should bring out Joe Rogan and have him fix his bones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah. And, All right, buddy, I've got you. I'm going to use yeah. some Reiki to heal you. Yeah. Right. And um, here's here's another one that just kind of hits a little bit too close to home. Stings a little bit. Aaron Rodgers is right. This is a quote from Representative Jim. I didn't see any of them molest Jordan. When Jim Jordan is agreeing with you, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Well, you know, someone someone had to stand up to Comrade Big Bird leading the revolution. Seriously. And uh, it's funny you say that. That's already the working title of this podcast um, because uh, Big, Big Bird R is for revolution. Um, Comrade Big Bird. Yeah, Comrade Big Bird. Um, all right. So moving on to the political fallout from the Virginia elections. Everybody was is clutching their hair, <laughs> pulling their hair. Um, so, uh, GOP candidate, uh, Youngkin, I don't know what his fucking first name is. I don't care. Glenn. Huh? Glenn. Glenn. All right. Glenn Youngkin. There you go. Uh, won the, um, won the race for, uh, uh, Virginia's governor and the GOP, uh, I believe controls the state, um, state house assembly now as well. Uh, Democrat, (laughs) um, Murphy won reelection as the New Jersey governor. Um, the, this is this kind of shift from. The party out of power winning these two elections has been going on for like 77 years now. Um, it's, you know, uh, Biden is, quote unquote, the first to break the trend, having not lost the New Jersey governor uh, ship as well. So it's one of those things where everybody's like, uh, if you guys can hear that scratching, that's Jim kicking and scratching at his food bowl. You've been fed three fucking times already. Calm down. Um, but anyway. So, um, Biden was the first president, quote unquote, to break the streak, whatever. This is one of those, this is one of those, those tropes, like, you know, the party out of power always loses the midterms, which, you know, is the case for sometimes, isn't always the case. Um, uh, Adam, you, you and I talked about this a little bit on, on Facebook, but like the two top issues coming out of Virginia were the economy, which I can kind of get and education, which I think is complete horseshit. Um, would you like to speak to that? So... I, I don't know that education is complete horseshit, but I think that that issue has been overstated as a factor. And um, <clears throat> I mean, I won't argue that people got riled up about it. Yeah. And to that extent, it can't be horseshit. But I and, think they got riled up about something that's non-existent. Because one of the things that, that I think you have to look at there is that the, the whole education, critical race theory in schools, Fuhrer, um, the, the epicenter of that was the school board, the, the parents protesting the school board in Loudoun County, Virginia, which is, um, it's, it's DC Exer. Yeah. County, yeah. It's, it's actually the next county over from, from where I grew up in Jefferson County, West Virginia. Um, but if you look at that area, the, the exurbs of Northern Virginia, that's the epicenter of this critical race theory fewer um terry mcauliffe won loudon county mm-hmm. i mean if if that was <clears throat> if everything that is going on in the with the school board in loudon county west virginia or loudon county virginia 
is the the hot zone of parents being infuriated by woke nonsense in schools you would expect and, and Loudoun County is not like an unlosably blue county for Democrats I mean Ed Gillespie won Loudoun County right I mean it went back and forth different years yeah, yeah. it's definitely winnable um, something like I I, I want to say all of all three of the delegates whose districts include Loudoun County got reelected or mm-hmm. were elected they did um, so, you know, th- this seems to have been a springboard issue that they could use to drive Republican turnout in red areas rather than something that was actually swinging voters. Yeah. The, but, what you're just saying about like, because the, that exactly thing happened, like they, uh, um, uh, Youngkin brought out um, as much or more voters in red areas that Trump did and also uh, brought out um and particularly white women with college educations to vote for him in those um, in, in Loudoun County and places like that. He overperformed in all the places he needed to. And yeah, I mean, they I mean, use this as, as a way to get out there. So uh, like, to, to sum that up, I, I don't want to say that the, the education school curriculum, critical race theory thing was like a non-factor, but I think it was more of a turnout factor for people who were already predisposed to vote Republican than it was a swing voter factor. Yeah, I, I would agree. I don't think anybody switched their vote because the CRT was brought up at some um, fucking um, school board meeting. But I'll tell you right now that CRT is not a fucking thing. I mean, I'm not telling you, Adam, you know this, but everybody else is listening. CRT is not a fucking thing. It's being taught in your fucking grade schools. It's something that's taught in law school. CRT well, is is the result of like analyzing how laws that aren't written with respect to race affect race. So I want to... I, I want to talk about that a little bit later because I, I do think that the approach that too many liberals are using in the discourse, and I mean, I'm a liberal, but <clears throat> I think that the the approach that, that, that you just took right here, which was, oh, nobody's teaching critical race theory. Like, yeah, no, nobody's teaching critical race theory. But also the thing that Republicans are actually mad at, the thing that it's people no. have brought up, it's not critical race theory. Right. So – it's, it's kind of like this is a misnomer being applied to what they are mad about. Right. So saying what they are mad about isn't happening like is both technically accurate and also not totally true. Well, okay. So to be to clarify this even more, and Shay, uh, Adam, you might know this. Shay, I doubt you've seen you 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 would hear this because you don't pay attention to the same fucktards I do. Um, but um, basically, um, if you don't pay attention to conservative right wing media, you wouldn't know that all this sprang up around uh, a guy named Christopher Rufo. And Christopher Rufo was the first person to say CRT. He actually said critical race theory on Tucker's show. I want to say it was last September because it's it's taken this long to kind of build up momentum. And basically he just said, you know, they're teaching the kids in school that if you're white, you're bad. And if you're black, you're okay. And everything that's white's bad. And like he just said that and it's like it's called critical race theory, Tucker. And they literally cut the fucking commercial right after that. Like it was just boom, hard break. And people have con- uh, found Christopher Rufo, who Christopher Rufo is a right-wing activist. He's an editor of a right-wing, um, like, think tank blog. It's it's Looney Tunes. I, I, I can I can tell you what it is right here in a second. Um, he's a, a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute and con- contributor to it, uh, its magazine, The City Journal. So, yeah, it's a right-wing think tank that puts out a magazine, and he's one of the editors. Um, the dude looks like a Keebler elf. Um, 
um, well, a year ago. I mean, if Alex Jones can make fun of everybody's appearance, I can. So this is Christopher Rufo, guys. Tell me he's not a Keebler elf. Um, yeah, I go with that. Yeah. So, if but me, if if you told me he was Jeff Sessions' son, <laughs> I would. <laughs> oh God. Oh, his his skin his skin pigment is a little bit more darker than Jeff Sessions' ghost-like complexion. So we, he would have to have, have have committed you know the primal sin of not not uh, mating with a non-Aryan. But anyway, Christopher Rufo um, had um, said this shit to cardinal sin in Republican terms. Not not for everybody. This is not the stance of the, the Woods cast. Um, but the uh, uh, Christopher Rufo just said that, and you can look at the Google trends, and then it ticked up after he went on. Um, went on uh, Tucker Carlson and um, he then later admitted in other interviews because people like found him like, Hey, what the fuck do you think you're talking about? Like, what are you talking about? Like, do you know what critical race theory is? Like, and like they know, you know, and they had already gone and interviewed the legal scholars who had put forth the, put forth this um, theory in the, I believe eighties. Am I not? You know, eighties, Adam, back in the eighties. I don't know. It's, it's a while ago. It was, it was, it was when we were little. Um, and he literally said, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what critical race theory is, but I know that I can combine all the anxiety that white people, specifically conservative white people in middle America, feel right now into this term. So all the anxiety everybody's feeling about the discussions about structural racism around um, uh, Breonna Taylor and uh, – oh, shit, I'm blanking. Um, George George Floyd. George Floyd. Yeah, all of the anxiety that went around those, he could just bottle up in critical race theory, call it CRT, and then boom, we're off to the races. And that's what happened. That's what they're doing here. You know, uh, middle-aged white people are mad that you're teaching kids that, you know, America was racist back when America was super racist. And they're like, yeah, that's not right. And then when you point out that America is still racist, they're like, well, that's really not right. Like, you know, it's the same people who were fucking uh, attending Confederate... um, confederate fucking um soldier uh graves in the south like there's we're just i don't know what the fuck they're thinking but that was it um the other issue is the economy and that was problematic because uh biden couldn't do anything about that i'm sure i'm sure you heard a lot of people talk about inflation right yeah i mean but that's that's a thing that's never going to go away you can it it, kind of comes to the if you're explaining you're losing principle yeah i mean i could tell somebody all the ways in which the fact that um there are all of these uh port of port of entry backlogs and the fact that gas is you know a buck 50 more than it was last year is not biden's fault but most people either A, won't understand how it's not the president's fault, and B, or, or B, don't care. The average voter holds the incumbent president accountable for the price of gas, the economy, and, um, you know, the price of milk. And that's just the, – the political genius who can counteract that has not been born yet. Right. So that was a factor that just was going to be there. Now, it's interesting that you said milk. Did you say that for the reason I'm going to bring up? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there is a segment on CNN that CNN, I'm sorry, that sent everybody through the fucking roof <clears throat> um, in uh, Kennendale, Texas. 
I'm gonna. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. So CNN interviewed this family in Kennedale, Texas, and they said that inflation was through the roof because when they went out to buy milk, it had gone from one ninety nine to two seventy nine. Um, and then here's the exact quote from this family: uh, A gallon of milk was one ninety nine. Now it's two seventy nine. When you buy twelve gallons of, of milk a week, a four um, a week four times a month, that's a lot of money. Oh, the first of all, why are you buying twelve gallons? Of all right, hold on, Shay. Your question, your outrage is justified. It turns out, like it's, it was kind of glossed over in this article, and definitely was not in the 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 video clip that went out. But this family is a family of eleven. It's not having babies then. Well, no, it's an older couple that adopts a bunch of kids. So they would, they had two kids of their own, but then adopted like brothers and sisters, and they have like some triplets. Like they, they adopted like whole uh, brothers and sister groups out of foster care. So, you know, that's cool. Like they're really into adoption, but they Mm -hmm. like, they, they were interviewed by CNN and CNN used this one fucking family in Texas to kind of gauge, you know, inflation. So they said like, again, a gallon of milk was one ninety nine. Now it's two seventy nine, and and that's a lot of money if you buy that much milk. Well, okay, do the fucking math, huh? For one, no, it's not. The, 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 no, a, gallon yes, of, a gallon of milk has not been a buck ninety nine for a long fucking time. Well, um, okay. First of all, uh, Adam's right. In in this place, in this uh, Kennedale, Texas, uh, all dairy products are notoriously expensive because of like they live out in the fuck nowhere and it takes forever to transport out there. So Adam is right. Uh, gallon of milk is not buck ninety nine, but whatever. Um, I just the did th- the math. If, if if you're comparing that to fucking uh, um, the one ninety nine price tag, that's only like an extra ten dollars a week. Like that's it. Like ten well, fifteen bucks. It's, it's ten dollars a week. Maybe, maybe. But that would be that would be thirty eight dollars a month. <clears throat> well, then don't adopt a bunch of kids, you fucking morons. Well, hold well, on, Shay. But thanks to the Biden, thanks to the Biden um, child tax. Ta- uh, tax payment credit. I don't remember what they called it when they passed it. Um, this family gets three hundred dollars per month per kid. So yes, they're spending an extra thirty eight dollars and forty cents a month on milk, but they're getting an extra twenty seven hundred dollars in cash. Boom, bang. Well, that would be if their their statement about the price of milk were were true, which it's it is not. true. It's not the cheapest I've seen milk out here in Boulder County is. <laughs> And there's actually a lot of dairy farms out here, and this is like made in state. Like they're real big on like local dairy farm. It's like, I think the cheapest I've ever seen it was like two ten, and that was like an extraordinarily cheap gallon of milk. I will tell you guys something that make you both think I'm fucking some bourgeois asshole. Rachel and I buy organic milk because we hardly ever use milk, yeah, and it goes bad if we buy a gallon of it. So we buy organic milk. So we pay like three eighty for a gallon of milk. I could. Yeah, I mean, I'll I, just say this. I'm gonna throw this out there. I hate organic bullshit, and I could yell about how stupid it is for hours because it's one of the greatest marketing schemes ever. For, the only thing that's probably worse <laughs> in terms of scamming the American public is fucking uh, uh, gluten-free bullshit. Okay, I mean, unless you, unless you have an actual like allergy to gluten, yeah, it, there's which no is, reason. Which is yeah. which <laughs> is less than like one. And one, it's just one of those things where like any if you if you look into it, it's like the calorie. The calorie yield of an organic farm is so much less than a non-organic farm mm-hmm. that you have to use a bunch more land in order to grow the same amount of cow. It, I, it, the fuck no, shit, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Sorry, I, I'm just that's just, no. ah, I'm so triggered. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> I'm just saying that 
the organic milk lasts for like four months, whereas the non-organic milk will go will go bad before Rachel and I can put it into drinks. That's you know, literally you, 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 can, you can buy like shelf stable milk that lasts for months. What? Wait a <laughs> He's talking. Are you talking about like condensed milk in a can? No, 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 no. Fucking not animal. Condensed, not condensed milk. There's, there's. It's not the apocalypse, Adam. We'll do that in the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll have to look into that. But we're not here to talk about what milk we put inside ourselves. Um, you can take that however you want to take it. But I, I just wanted to give that example of what I knew Adam was thinking about of how the President Biden is put on the hook for inflation and bullshit that's nothing to do with him. Yeah, um, because and, and I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that that's a market that, that that's a, a communications failure for anybody. Nobody has figured out how to not have the current president held accountable for the price of gas. It's just always going to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you can just coast through a presidency where. Um, gas prices are relatively low because you didn't do anything to anger OPEC, which was what Donald Trump did. And he was like, oh, which orifice would you like this week? And uh, he just coasted through with relatively low gas prices. Well, that weren't that much lower than, I mean, well, they're lower than they are right now. The increase but, in gas prices started under Trump. Because yeah, the, yeah. The, the reason that gas, the, the price of gas was so low in the first place is because demand crashed during the pandemic right. and the price of gas dropped down to a buck buck thirty, buck forty a gallon. Yeah. Um and then when we started to I, I don't want to say come out of the pandemic because it never really ended, but we started to reintegrate people back into you know Move going to work around. Yeah. Going out. Yeah. And then the price of gas went back up. And but back during the price crash in the first place, all these oil producers throttled production to stabilize the price of oil and then right. it just the, the 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 rate of production never recovered from that, but demand but, but demand recovered. Yeah. So the price shot up, and yeah. that's it's, it's, you know what the yeah, fuck's no, going to do about that? Yeah, that's just basic <laughs> economics. Well, I mean, Adam, you do know that the the president <clears throat> has two buttons on his desk. They're levers. It says make the economy good and make gas prices higher or low. That's oh, yeah. that's all. Yeah, it's yeah, always got on. His that desk. is literally all the president does. Mm-hmm. Well, there was also that button for a diet coke, which. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of wish I had one. I swear that, to that's Christ, like, I... like man, that's what's up. Like that's Jesus, sweet. That Jesus was boiling Christ. Yeah, Jesus boiling Christ. I thought that was such fake news until like I read an article. It's like, yes, he has a button that they just know to bring. Basically, it's an intercom button, but like he never says anything after he pushed the button. They just knew to bring in a diet coke. Actually, a regular coke, I think, but. That yeah. was all, I think it was all. Was diet, it diet? I mean, I mean that's the same. That, hey, that I'm gonna give. Always... I'm going to give Donald Trump credit where I can, okay, guys? Diet I mean, that Coke. was always the, the the thing is like, you know, everyone. I remember when the, when the uh, Democratic and liberal media, however you want to phrase it, was going ape shit because Donald Trump invited all those football players to the White House and had a fast food buffet. And my reaction is like, yo, that's pretty awesome. Like, all you can eat Chick-fil-A and Big Macs? Let's go. Like, I throw it's, down. I love that shit. Ex- except the breakdown of it was a little, mo- little bit more horrendous than that because the breakdown was like, do you know how long it takes to get that kind of food through security at the White House? Like, eh, those, those fish sandwiches or chicken sandwiches were fucking stone cold by the time they got to those kids. I assume yeah. they were heated somehow. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a snob. If I'm at the White House and I'm being served a fucking Big Mac, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. I, first of all, I don't like Big Macs, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, yeah, I don't want that. And they're like, oh, it's because you're a liberal and he's a conservative. It's like, no, I don't like those fucking sandwiches. They're gross. Fucking you put a bread Macs. inside the sandwich, fucking, fucking heathens. 
So good. There's a there's a, a yeah, restaurant. Donald Trump wants to give me a platter full of double quarter pounder cheese, uh, uh, with cheese planes. I hey, we'll sit down and talk. We'll talk. We'll talk shop. You and your goddamn plain cheeseburgers. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can take you off this podcast right. I now. don't care. Onions, ketchup, mustard, go. All right. Well, now that we've got that important business settled, what everybody wants on their fuck. Uh, what's your order, Adam? We didn't ask. What? What's your burger order? Oh, I don't eat fast food. We didn't also, say fast food. What do you want on your burger, you you twat? I oh. like I like how Shay went there, but okay. Oh well, I mean, if I'm ordering just like a burger at a restaurant, um, I like fast food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm Love gonna be you. the only person on this goddamn podcast. <laughs> Let, lettuce, tomato, onion, Dijon mustard. My man, ooh, Dijon mustard on a burger is a good call. You ever have you ever had a bur- uh, burger with peanut butter on it? No. Bucket. There's a bar in Bullet, and it's pretty common actually. In like, I, I forget what country, but it's it, it, but it's a uh, America. It's a uh, well, America for one, but I forget where. It, but it's a uh, uh, it's a burger with uh, peanut butter, bacon, and provolone on it, and that shit is fire. It's so good. I want to say that's an Irish thing because we had those I, yeah, at UK. Yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. The Irish pub at UK would do that. Yeah. But no, it, it's it's tight. Um, I will say something that probably piss everybody off. Like, I, you know how everybody loves to get the uh, the bur- the egg on their burger. Hell so yeah, breaks. Yeah, I hate runny eggs, and so oh, anytime I, I want to get that burger, I'm like, yeah, I want the egg hard hard cooked. I don't want any runny shit. And that kitchen hates me because they're like, but you it's know, gotta run all of your burger. I, I'm 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 a big food hypocrite because like I always have like one context in which something I generally don't like is okay. So like, I hate runny eggs unless it's eggs Benedict. And I hate oh. mayonnaise unless it's in tartar sauce. And I like I have no. Is it tartar sauce like eighty percent mayonnaise? Yeah, no, like yeah, I have no explanation like, for yeah, why. Yeah, tartar no, sauce I get that. Right? I get that. But it, it just it just is. Well, and I, I will say, I will back you up there and say that like I in general don't like mayonnaise. But if somebody wants to put like a fine like a little smattering on the top and bottom of the bun of whatever sandwich I'm having, yep. I'm fucking for it. It's like it's when people like just like fucking face fuck your uh, sandwich with mayonnaise that I can't handle it. The thing with mayonnaise is not that it's just like repulsive. It's that it doesn't it's not good. It doesn't add enough to justify its calorie content. Uh, That is a good statement. That would assume I have once in my life worried about calorie content. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Very true. Justin talks about it, but doesn't worry about it. Yeah, we, I mean, we talk about it. Like, I'll tell you right now, we can talk about calorie content, but I'm drinking 2,700 calories of beers we're saying. So, yeah. <laughs> Justin, you remember that time Rachel came into your kitchen in Lexington and we had been caramelizing cheese in the George Foreman and just dipping it in melted cheese? Oh, yeah. <laughs> one, one of the funniest things that my wife has ever, ever done, and it was so funny, is, like, we were making quesadillas, and the quesadilla maker was, like, hot. And so, like, you know, the cheese that spills out caramelizes, and it's so good. But, like, the last thing I do is I take a fistful of cheese and just throw it on the quesadilla maker and make a wheel of caramelized cheese. And she was like, God damn it, that's such a fat kid thing to do. You two fat <laughs> shits, I can't believe you did that. Anyway, well, let me have one. Yeah. Like, yeah it was like the, the sentence, sentence just didn't end, and she's like, damn, that's good. All right, we can have a, we can have a fat shit podcast later. Uh, the other thing that um, had totally um, – well, I guess my question um, – one more question before we move on. Um, I personally am not like shitting my pants worried about the midterms, um, because I think that the gravity of politics maybe have changed enough that Democrats aren't necessarily going to lose the house and the Senate. I think there's a good chance they will. 
I think we're very likely to lose the House due to gerrymandering. Um, right. I think the Senate probably stays Democratic. If he, and I would say that Democrats are likely to pick up seats. I mean, see, right now, the way I look at it is I don't really care because they're too busy tripping over their own dicks to get <laughs> anything done anyway. Well, yeah, we've already... The, like what in the, the fuck? Like, I, I don't mean to derail you <laughs> and interrupt, but like, what in the fuck would the the Republican Party do if they had a mansion and a cinema that were just out there showboating and tanking their own things? I mean, to to some extent, a a John McCain did that, but I think he towed more lines than he than he cut. So I, I to think make that, up my own metaphor. I think that we being lefties are focusing on our frustrations with mansion and cinema just as if this was a conservative podcast i'm not, I'm not frustrated with mansion i just hope he gets in a car accident he doesn't recover well, from let, let me finish also not the, also not the stance of the woods cast never said it was if if we were on a conservative podcast right now i think that we would be much more inclined to think that john mccain was like a big traitor who derailed the uh, I, i'm not trying to be a dick yeah. about it but duh yeah. right like, like that's we we focus on we're like our attitude about john mccain is like yeah he derailed some of their shit sometimes but like most of the time he voted with with mitch mcconnell and if we were a bunch of conservatives would be like yeah well joe manchin derails some liberal shit sometimes but like most of the time he votes with chuck schumer and i, I think it's equivalent yeah, it's not, uh, though, yeah, because yeah. I get that, but, like, the stuff he's derailing is, like, I mean, it's, I think it's exactly, I don't know, because it's like, okay, yeah, he did, you know. Uh, like, was there anybody that Mitch McConnell had to, like, babysit to get Trump's ta tax cuts through? Nope. Like, I don't remember this conversation. No, and they just Bob fucking Trump's... sailed on through. Bob Corker. And I think one okay. of, it was either, it was either what, Susan Collins or Lisa Who Murkowski. the fuck is Bob Corker? Uh, he's a retired senator from Tennessee. Okay, I'll, I'll do you one better. What is Bob Corker? <laughs> I, I think he was – there was one Vegetable. Republican senator who voted yeah. against the tax cuts, and I think it was him. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, like, I know it's just – I don't know. That was, that was, Listen, that was say what you will. Time. I don't like Joe Manchin. Fuck Joe Manchin. Yeah, well, that's like, But I have people from – I have people that know him from West Virginia. like, what do you think? It's like, I think we should shoot him out of a cannon. They're like, yeah. oh, that's funny. He's like, no, I mean like a real cannon. Not like the, I mean, not like the circus cannon. Like – but the the worst offender, I, I know, like everybody always focuses on Joe Manchin, but like I kind of understand a little bit where Manchin's coming from because he is he is objectively in the toughest seat that any Democrat is in. Kirsten Cinema has no fucking excuse. No, well, no, a, no, she doesn't. Just... And what she... sucks is when Joe Manchin isn't there anymore, they're going to replace him with a complete fucking lunatic. Yeah. Like, we are gonna, yeah, no, yeah no, like that's, whoever, that's, whoever replaces Joe Manchin, that gonna clock be, is ticking. That's, that's why I don't give a fuck about what Joe Manchin does or says, really, because at the end of the day, one day he's not going to be in that position, and whoever they replace him for is just going to be a conservative lunatic. Like, they're, it's, it's, they're yeah. going to replace him with a giant tube of ivermectin. Is yeah. What <laughs> yeah. And, um, whenever one of my politically inclined friends from like the rest of the country asks me, like, so what's it? You know, like what, what are what does it look? What's the landscape look like after Joe Manchin is gone? Who's going to replace Joe Manchin? My answer is always somebody who's going to make you miss Joe Manchin. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I I, I completely agree with that, Adam. But it doesn't make me like no. nostalgic for what he's doing right now. 
in the present day. And I, I definitely agree with you that Kristen Cinema doesn't know. I, I don't. Uh, she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing because I think she, she has some idea that she's going to be like switch, like switch to be an independent and hang out in independent land there. Like she's going to get rocked in her primary because nobody's going to give a shit about so her. The, the problem that the danger with with cinema is that I, I for one, I, I agree with you. I think that. If Ruben Gallego or somebody like him primaries cinema, he will just wreck her in the primary. Yeah. Um, the 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 danger the general's is the that, problem. Yeah. The danger is that she sees that coming and then runs for re-election as an independent, and then we end up with a right-wing Republican. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- my problem with Kristen Cinema is um, mainly kind of my personal take on. <laughs> who she thinks she is as a uh, like this academic I'm trying to google her credentials right now um I know it's something dumb oh I spelled her name wrong um uh da, 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 da. what is going on here why am I so stupid um um, but she has a doctorate. So she is uh, one of these people who were childhood prodigies or <laughs> I'll, I'll give I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. She called herself a childhood prodigy. She was told she's a childhood prodigy. She graduated college at like 18 or 19. Okay, cool. Um, it definitely proves that she is not well adjusted because she's just doing all this dumb shit um, to make herself feel important. But she got a PhD while she was in um, while she was in the Senate in, oh God, it was something like criminal justice wherewithal, just justice, justice studies is what it says. She got a PhD in justice studies from Arizona state. Um, okay. So she's got a PhD in justice studies from Arizona state. That kind of degree as a Senator makes me think that you were not doing your job as a Senator. You were just, you know, you were just half-assing it the whole time to, you know, get your degree. Okay. So you could say you're a doctor. Great, I'm a doctor. I got a PhD in physics. It took way fucking longer than it probably took her to get her PhD in uh, justice studies. But I also wasn't a goddamn sinner at the time. Like, she definitely split her time into this, you know, her, you know, education. So she could be this, I don't know, self-important, you know, overachiever. Okay, great. But it's not going anywhere for you. Like, just... If you want to be that person and be a lobbyist, be that person to be a lobbyist. Don't be a senator at the same time. That's what I'm saying. Like you're not you're not helping out the people of Arizona at all. It's really fucking annoying. Ah, just annoying. But anyway, um, how, how did we get here? Oh yeah, um, Democrats are likely to lose the House in the midterms because of gerrymandering. Right. Um, I think that. The the uh, the midterm effect, like that pendulum swing, is probably going to be a little muted as far as the actual votes cast, just because of how polarized we are. Right. Um, because even like left of center to center folks that are not super impressed with Biden um, are are not generally are not going to be persuadable. Like they're not going to show up and vote for some like QAnon goon. Um, so the, I, I think okay, most of the. I think that most of the, the the gains the Republicans are going to see in the House are, are going to come from from gerrymandering, um, okay. but you yeah. can't gerrymander the Senate, so that's a different ballgame. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of my thought as well. Like, I don't want to get so worked up on the pendulum swing ideology because that that either happens or doesn't happen based on whether people want to say this year counts or not. Like, there's all these, there, you know, every time it doesn't count, every time it doesn't work that way, people are like, well, it didn't work like this because of this, you know, or you know, this year was a little bit different because Donald Trump changed the political gravity or. You know, George W. Bush didn't lose the midterms because of 9-11. Like, there's, there, there, I mean, sometimes there's real reasons that, that that swing didn't happen. And sometimes people are just making up uh, a good excuse why you had shit candidates and, and didn't win or didn't lose the midterm. Um, I kind of want to take this because from now on until Donald Trump dies, Donald Trump is going to try to be the kingmaker in all of this. I kind of want to take each one of these races you know, as they come, because you don't know what, you know, MAGA loon Donald Trump is going to endorse in what race. So like, you know, some, some really, uh, I would say downtrodden, but like, um, you know, some really under, underappreciated Democrats could like win some races in places they shouldn't win races because, Donald Trump endorsed an absolute jackass who just went out and was a jackass. Like uh, there was one in, I think I read the other day, there's one in Florida that actually legally can't run for office because he was a felon and did not go through Ron DeSantis's, you know, renormalization process. It's not called that, but it's something like we had to go through, um, to, to be, um, qualified to run for office. He didn't do it. He got, he won the primary and, when they asked him about it, he was like, well, I'm not a legal scholar or a lawyer, so you really shouldn't ask me that question, but I'm going to do a good job. I was like, but you're qu- not legally qualified to run for the fucking office. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, that's, that's what's, you know, that's what's happening in Florida right now. So I have to imagine there's going to be more, you know, woo fuckery like that. Um, uh, that's why I'm just thinking like we take each, 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 uh, um, each race as it comes, see what we can do. Um, still a long way out. I know that Pod Save America, you know, which is absolute fucking uh, confirmation bias for this podcast. They say like the mid midterm started right after the uh, Virginia election, but I think we still need to take each election as it comes. See what happens. God, I haven't listened to that podcast in over a year, probably. You you know the one I dropped out of Shay after the election was. Um, uh, do you ever listen to uh, Chapo's Trap House? I can't stand those fucking assholes. <laughs> oh man, I, I, we don't have time for my rant about Chapo. <laughs> well, we can we can do an actual separate podcast about it, but I I think I agree with I think we've talked about several of your rants, and I I I basically love it when they shit on conservative writers and their their think pieces because all of them are you know writers by trade or editors by trade, so like they're talking about how stupid the thought is, but then critiquing the grammar and like sentence structure in real time, like. They're like, blah, 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 blah. Well, this is really just conservative nonsense, but also a big run-on sentence. Like, just the, those little digs always, you know, make me happy. But they're, they're, um, they're, they're, I don't want to say this. They tend to want to just uh, talk about how the fact that liberals are not winning elections is because they're not doing it the way they want it done. You know, everything, everything would be great if, if they were, you know, the ones running and the ones who were advising the candidates. Like, like it doesn't matter win or lose. It's always wrong because it wasn't their way. Yeah. That gets old. Well, they're... That they're, gets real old. 
like the the platonic ideal the pure embodiment of this dynamic on the left where you have politics as performance where it's it's more important to be seen to be making the most correct argument than it is to make the most possible progress yeah yeah they they don't care like they don't pay attention to like yeah you're done you're i i i completely agree like if somebody is just passing legislation left and right, they won't talk about it on their podcast. They only talk about like the person that's out there squawking. No, it's it's who is you know, who is owning the and I don't even want to say the conservatives, it's more about owning the like less pure Democrats on Twitter than it is about who's like making the lives of people in the United States better. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. But that type of pure cynicism is really fun when they go after um god who's the real fat guy they hate um real fat guy they hate oh he's a writer he's a writer he, he was he was a writer for several conservative magazines it'll come to me here in a little bit but like he they did they did like two or three like whole segments on the fact that this one conservative writer would post reviews of like local cinemas he would go to like he goes, the the writer goes on MSNBC all the time. He's a very large man, kind of bald, older, wears big sweaters. But like they they he would post reviews of cinemas that he would go to in New York. And of course, they're all in New York. And and basically, like he would complain that like there weren't enough people to give him treats. Like in the middle of the movie, he would walk out of the movie to go get more snacks, and there wasn't anybody there to give him snacks very quickly. So he like complained. And they're like, oh, there should be like, you know, 13 people hovering around just putting, you know, treats in your goblet, you know. And but this 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 one conservative writer has this real bad habit of like complaining on Twitter about places that don't deliver his food fast enough. And when you look him up, he is just a big fat fuck. And it's so fucking it's just I mean, I know it's you shouldn't you shouldn't make fun of people about their way. You shouldn't, you know, but this guy just like fucking goes on Twitter and asks for it. And they do whole segments about how A, he's a shitty writer and B, all he does is complain about people don't give him his snacks fast enough at movie theaters and all this stuff. And one of the things that got me cracked and well, it got me really laughing is in one of his one of his um, one of the like little critiques of him that they didn't write. Somebody was like, uh, "Yeah, he, one day he walked into the editor's room and said, like, you know, I've worked at five magazines." And one of the guys in the back, I, I, I don't remember who, was like, "I've been fired five more times than you." You know, <laughs> it's like, well, that's one way of looking at it. But I know it's not Rob Dalfin. It's not him. It's not him. It'll come to me later. Whatever. No, I agree. They have their problems, but sometimes they're funny. Um, all right. Speaking of funny and problematic, um, uh, January 6th trials have uh, moved forward. A lot of people are going to fucking jail. And also, we have kicked off the trial of all the Nazis at um, Charlottesville that are having some problems. So, first off, uh, noted white nationalists and, um, you know, you can just call them Nazis. Uh, Chris Cantwell, aka the Crying Nazi. Have you guys ever saw that video? Uh, Richard Spen- Huh? Okay. Well, Chris Cant- Cantwell was one of the Nazis. He was uh, that led the uh, fucking Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville. Um, he was featured heavily on a Vice uh, piece where he sat down with their reporter and talked about how, like, you know, I go to the gym every day uh, uh, to practice to commit violence because I have to commit violence to you know save my race. Well, he he got picked up in in Virginia for a couple of felonies and just cried into a camera for a while. Everybody made fun of him. Uh, Richard Spencer, the very clean shaven, very uh, nice suited uh, leader of the 
of also that same rally. Both of them are representing themselves in court. Um, believe it or not, it's not going well, Adam. As a lawyer, you can probably believe that. Um, Chris Cantwell dropped a couple of hard ends in uh, his uh, court testimony uh, while representing himself. And um, uh, Richard Spencer was cut, was just basically clowned on by the, the judge. He was cut off very, very uh, three or four times. Just like, yeah, you're, you can't do this. You're, you're dumb. Uh, both guys have complained that they are bankrupt and they cannot afford lawyers. And they think that the lawyers that they will, um, the court will provide them are, and I quote Jews. Oh, um, so, so this is going real well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I like that they're acting like they would be being done the disservice if they had a Jewish lawyer rather than the Jewish lawyer having to represent fucking Nazis. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, shoe on the other foot here, fuckers. Like, you know, and also like, you know, it's there, there was an exchange with, um, Cantwell, uh, and his, his lawyer. And he, been, he very straightly said, I don't want this, you know, Jew lawyer. And he used other words that were not our kind. And it's like, Jesus fucking hell, just put yourself in jail. Um, so that's fun. Uh, uh, Rachel Maddow did a nice little segment on that where she just kind of laughed at him. And I agree. Maddow approved. Um, the other white nationalists that we're having problems with are the January 6th riders. Um, and those trials are kicking off too. And there's, there's so many of them. I want to talk about this for a while, but it's like, it's like so big. You just got to take little bites at it. So like right now there's 691 people charged in the, the January 6th riots. I can't find a reliable number of how many people have been sentenced, but basically the, and, and Adam can probably contest to this. Um, they're getting a lot of plea deals and, you know, either charges drop because they were just like, they're milling around taking pictures or maybe they went in, maybe they punched a cop. Like there's all these different degrations of how they should be charged because, um, like Adam could probably contest if they had to go through 691 different um, jury trials, it would clog up the DC court system for the next like what three or four years at least. Uh, yeah, there there wouldn't be much else getting done. Right, right. It would just it would just clog the. So anybody that's going to take a plea deal, they're giving it to them. Um, a lot of people are upset that these people are getting like the sentences they're getting, but like you have to remember that a lot of people probably don't have their own records, probably don't have violent records. Um, so if you didn't have a violent record and you were, you know, trespassing in the, in the Capitol building, you're probably going to get, you know, probation or a suspended sentence, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, some of the judges are getting kind of pissed because the, um, sentences that are given to them are like pretty like lame. Like one, one judge, um, uh, Maz Mazako Mazako M A Z Z O C C O. However the hell you would say that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so so the judge in that case, that guy went into the Capitol, uh, Capitol busted up a bunch of shit. Um, judge, God damn it, I'm getting no breaks here. Judge Tanya Chikata Chikan C C H U T K A N. Fuck me running. Um, but the prosecutors recommended him get probation, and she gave him uh, 30 days in jail because she said that they are, you know, there have to be um, there have to be consequences for everybody's actions. So basically, the judges are getting a bit miffed because people are sending them these like, you know, probation or no, you know, drop charges, and the judges are like these people broke into the Capitol chanting "Kill Mike Pence, Kill Nancy Pelosi." There has to be, um, uh, there has to be some type of of punishment here. And um, my favorite so far is that um, 
I don't know if you saw this, Shay or, or Adam, but Jenna Ryan, she's a real estate agent in Texas. She took a private plane to the Capitol riots, uh, then did some riding, and then she tweeted out, definitely not going to jail. Sorry, I have blonde hair and white skin. A great job and a great future. Not going to jail. Sorry to rain on your parade. I did nothing wrong. She's going to go to jail for 60 days. Nice. Just to paraphrase that statement there, uh, what she's basically saying is racism will save me from the consequences of my actions. Um, But my favorite thing about that story, my favorite thing about that story is that in the judge's uh, colloquy, which is the conversation a judge has with a defendant on the record when they plead or the when they receive their their sentence and they say that they understand it and yada yada um the judge basically references that tweet that she made in handing down the sentence the judge was saying you were a dick so therefore i'm giving you this sentence hey um somebody fucked around and found out found out well, and, and I, I think these are like I, I've heard a lot of people complain that like the, these people are just getting like the late lightest sentence. But I, I think a lot of this makes sense. A lot of these people don't have, you know, criminal records. The courts have to pick and choose. Like I've seen a lot of delineation between people who just might have been on the grounds to people who went into the Capitol. Like, all right, so there's there's a hurdle. And then, like, if it, you know, they're just setting up hurdles for like how they're going to charge them. I get that. But so. The thing about this and the, the sentences that these folks are getting is I, I think we've got the comparisons between these folks and folks that are in jail for for longer terms for drug offenses. We, we, we've got the comparison backwards. Yeah. We shouldn't be sentencing these folks like the, the unjust sentences that get imposed on folks for, for drug offenses. We should be sentencing the folks who are in jail for drug offenses like these folks. Yeah. We should be giving the people an ounce of weed, uh, you know, probation a couple days in jail. It is there. There is one real legitimate purpose for incarceration. And that is if society needs protection from you, mm-hmm. um, because it's not effective as a deterrent. And at least in my view, um, retribution is not a legitimate penological purpose. So the only reason to put someone in jail is if you think that society needs to be protected from them. And I don't think that there is a serious and immediate risk of another capital riot in the future. So I, I, I'm not outraged by these people not getting jail sentences. Uh, neither am I. And I, I couldn't agree more with what you said. Um, there is a long-standing problem with what, like, so there's many municipalities that are talking about, and Shay, I know you've looked into this a lot about past drug offenses and like drug legalization in places like, you know, Colorado. I know, I know you've, because you've lived there forever and you Uh pay attention to it. And like, yeah, there's, there's no reason to throw people in jail for weed. Because they're not a danger to people. Um, But the the flip side of that coin is for, like, if the... I'm just going to use your example, Shay. Um, If, not you personally, but, like, if the the sheriff of Longmont decided to release everybody who's not in jail for a violent offense, 
because you know that makes sense. Um, if one of them goes out and commits a violent offense, that'll be on Fox News for the next week. Oh yeah, it'll be like liberal liberal sheriff. Let's go. This guy he then murdered my daughter. You know whatever it is, and like they'll have the dad of the murder. You know whatever the scenario is, they'll have him on Fox News talking to Tucker Carlson. They'll they'll just basically plop that guy in a seat. And everybody from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. on Fox News is going to talk to him, and um, that's that's the problem. That's I mean, only, that's, that's fine, but I I have other questions for you. If you're going to base what you do on what the, what Fox News says about it, I mean, who gives a fuck? Like, oh no, I, I shit I mean? my entire like, life yeah. around pointing out yeah. how bullshit that is. Yeah. yeah, fuck you. I don't care what Fox News. I don't care what it, literally it, MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, any of the cable news networks. They can all suck the most unwashed part of my butthole. I don't really care what they think. So, but but you have if we're gonna work in this political landscape, you have to be willing to be like, no, that's wrong because they they cherry pick that, and here's why. For sure, which is There's what a I spend I'm most of my political office. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, we just as, as you know, we just got to do that as a whole. You got to call it that horseshit. Um, now, Adam, speaking to your to your point of like, should they be uh, should they be all locked up right now? I don't believe so either. I think they should be let out because they're not. There's not a. Um, a threat of, again, you said another violent insurrection, but there's also people that are getting let out because, um, the, uh, they're all grouped together and apparently they all, uh, sing this, like the national anthem or the star spangled banner or something at like 9 PM in the jail cell. Like they're saying that it's a very radicalizing, uh, situation in the jails right now because they're all together. All these MAGA fucks are together in this jail. And I was like, okay, I, I get that. But I don't think that's a reason to get out of jail. Like, hey, I might be influenced by the other fucks I did the crimes with. I should yeah. get out of jail. Like, like, well, come on now. Like, like, what are you talking about? Like, I get that how that's a weird situation, but it's also not how you get out of jail. Like, this guy I did the crimes with, he's talking to me about doing more better crimes. I should get out of jail now. Like, what are you talking about? Like, shut the fuck up. All right, well, that's happening, and I'm entertained by all of it. All right, so to end up, what are the fun stuff everybody's doing? Watching, reading. What, what's what's on your plate right now, Adam? What are you into? Uh, you know, I, I this isn't really a recommendation, but I started watching the uh, the Beowulf show on Amazon Prime, and it's just like it's not objectively a good show. Like, Beowulf? I am I am I am honestly in the dark here. What are we talking so, about? So like you don't know what Beowulf is or you don't I know, know what Beowulf okay. is. Okay. I don't know what this so, show is. There is a show, a show about Beowulf. That is it's it's about Beowulf. Like it's not like it's I, I can't tell if it's supposed to be a prequel to the Beowulf story or a sequel to it. Like the main character is Beowulf and there's not much other resemblance to the Beowulf story. So So like he's an accountant? No. Uh, what? Like, what are we like, doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I Beowulf. These numbers must balance. It's like the, the the lore doesn't make sense. The CGI is low budget, but it's and you know none of the characters other than Beowulf are like from the actual Beowulf story. But like, it's just indescribably entertaining, and I can't look away. Sense like you're like I don't know where this is going, so I have to keep watching. Yeah, like yeah. No, I get that. That's that's uh, now. First of all, Shay and I will back you up on. Hey, a, a show does not have to have good CGI, be no. just fucking fun as fuck to wall around in. Um, I'm currently in the in the throes of the 2004 Battlestar Galactica. Oh um, yes, oh, 
that CGI waffles from just fantastic, like next generation, but better CGI to holy shit. Did I do this while I was drunk and not remember yeah. it? No, there's, there's like, some spots, but it's oh, it's so fucking good. Play. Um, yeah, that was good. Speaking, uh, in, in terms on, of like, Shay, oof, move oh, on, man. I just got to watch the Adama maneuver, which makes no sense physically. Is that where they do the in-atmosphere jump? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's badass. Yeah. I actually, um, so, so Adam in, in the, it's one of the uh, best Battlestar... scenes in the whole fucking show. So okay. in the Battlestar Galactic, in the Battlestar Galactic universe, they can do light speed jumps. They don't explain how they just do them. So when they're in space, they just go chunk and they're off. Um, it takes a considerable amount of fuel is the only thing they say, but, but in one scene, uh, to drop all the fire, they tell you how they do it, Justin, they spool up the drive. Shut up. Um, but in one of the scenes, they drop this giant battle star, which is like the command ship. They drop it. They just they they joink in at high atmosphere. Let this fucking thing drop like a rock through the atmosphere of a planet. And when it gets low enough, they shoot out all their fighters, and then they light speed jump out before it smacks the ground. And when I say smack the ground, I'm talking like 200 feet from surface, right? And so the funniest part. It's a cool scene. You know, you should watch it. It's a great show, but. The funniest part is if you Google this scene, if you just Google the Adama maneuver, the scientific advisor to the show has like a paragraph and a half long explanation of how this is whole horse shit and you shouldn't do it. And even if it was made out of futuristic materials, the Battlestar Galactic would break up. This makes no fucking sense. Every, t- every one of the ships that shot out of the side would just be obliterated by the plasma plume. And then he's like, but anyway, do this because I want to see this happen. Uh-huh. Like, that was the last line of it. It's like, but anyway, do this, because it'll be cool. Um, yeah, it was fun. Oh, man. You said CG doesn't have to be good to make a show good, which is very apt, because the the two shows I've been watching, the, the first one more relevant, I, I decided to sit down and watch the first couple of episodes of Squid Game, and that's pretty fun. Um, I'm but watching I, that. It's pretty good. I thought it was going to be like a Battle Royale show. It's not so far. I, I highly recommend it. Um, it's pretty solid. At least, at least watch the first episode, and then that'll give you a good flavor for it. Um, and then, uh, now, are you watching it in subtitles? Oh, or, of course. I'm not uh, an animal. I'm not going to watch that shit dubbed. It's terrible dubbed. Um, all dubs are garbage. You should always watch a foreign film subtitle uh, or or show. Um, I've been watching that. I've been watching uh, rewatching Stargate SG One, which is the shit, and uh, love that shit. Uh, and then uh, a bunch of westerns. Uh, I've got a co- I got a, a copy of Bone Tomahawk here. I'm looking forward to um, Old Henry, High Plains Drifter, and the man you know the Man with No Name trilogy. I bought all the all the hard copies of those. It's fucking great. That's a, that's back when Clint Eastwood was badass before he went crazy. <laughs> before he talked to an empty chair and yeah, and yeah. probably was, derailed Romney's the... nomination. Named, yeah. That's that's good. That's good cinema. If you want to go back and watch that, those like twenty five minutes. Yeah, of a, a very old nineteen six. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. He did he did the Fistful of Dollars in nineteen sixty four. So that's yeah. quite a bit ago. So um, as far as shows go, I would recommend um, uh, Chapel Weight. If anybody's into like just classic gothic horror, um, that's a great show. It's it's on. Um, you can get it on Amazon, but that that show's just amazing. It's based off of Jerusalem's that ah, excuse me Jerusalem's Lot, which oh, is shit. a Stephen King Stephen King short story, mm-hmm. and they basically kind of they kind of imprint a lot of the 
Salem's Lot is the one that comes to mind when I say Jerusalem's yeah. Lot because Salem's Lot more popular. But Jerusalem's Lot's about uh, you know just it's it's a you know uh, a guy inherits his house and it may or may be may or may not be haunted. He's told a bunch of crazy stuff, but they kind of put they input a lot of stuff from Salem's Lot into it. And I'll tell you what, the show is hands down better than than the short story and any any version of Salem's Lot we've gotten so far. Like. The show is fantastic because I mean. Now let's be Brody, clear: Jerusalem's Lot and Salem's Lot are not related. Nope, not in any way. They have all. nothing to do with each other. Let's just get that they out there. Just, yeah. They just have the lot in the name. Yeah, yeah. But Salem's Lot is the one we all know from the '80s, and then you got another one from the '90s with the guy from Wings, and uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the guy from yeah. Wings, the sick yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. No, if anybody's into some like like slow paced, just gothic horror, very period style. I totally recommend it. Fucking, fucking tight shit. It's really there good. is a show on Netflix called Midnight Mass that I have not yes. seen, but it's supposed to I, be very Stephen King like. It, it has yeah. nothing to do with Stephen King, but I, I've had I've like ten people have said, "Shay, you like Stephen King? Watch this shit." Uh, uh, I agree. It's queued up, and I've heard the same things. Um, as far as movies go, anybody seen Dune yet? Mm-hmm. Nope. You have Hell yeah! Shows? I saw that shit in theaters. Uh, I did too. Dune was fantastic. Have you seen the original? Or I'm, I, I don't want. Well, I guess the, it would da- be the original. David Lynch. Like the well, yeah, it's the David Lynch one. It's eighty-two, I think. Yeah. Have you seen anyone, I, Adam? I, I, I've read the book. I haven't. I haven't seen any. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. I I have the book on my nightstand, and I am still like a little bit hesitant to dive into it because it's like changing religions. Like I'm never going to read that fucking is, book. It's it's I'm. The, it's, but I respect the shit out of it because it, sure. it's like the Dune mythology is like, like I said, it's like changing religions. Like, um, you know, as far as the movie goes, like, you know, you, you know, Oh God, what, what do you want to go into? The fact that they have men tats and not AI because 5,000 years ago, or what the fuck ever they had a war against AI. Like, Show me that fucking movie. No, you know what I like about guy. what I like about Dune is that Dune is one of the most blatant examples of a racist ass white savior story you can find, but nobody cares because nerds love fucking Dune. Yeah, like Dune can uh, be condensed and distilled into these dirty sand people need a rich white kid to show them the way. Like that's well, that's what it's about. <laughs> but I, nobody cares because Dune at its core is awesome, and nerds love Dune. I will say that the, the Fremen are not a distinct race. Well, right. no, but there's a couple. I mean, come on, man. In in the original book from '65, the words the guys in the desert refer to as jihad. They're they're basically dirty sand people. Like yeah, that's. They're not the only ones that go on a jihad though, because they no. the AI was also a jihad. If you are trying to argue, dude, is not a white savior story, I will slap the taste out of your mouth because it, it's so it it is so. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Well, I'm just saying. If Star Wars was about a guy, like, or anything other that wasn't set in space, like, if it, if, if, if Dune was set in the United States and it was a bunch of uh, this rich White House coming in to, to lead a bunch of Amer- uh, Native Americans, people would be all butthurt about it. Because well, it, know, the, the nerds love Dune, so they don't care. The, the, savior, the savior might be white, but the people he's saving are also white, at least in the book. Uh, not, yeah. not in the movie, they're not. They're not. Well, it's, it's, okay. it's so funny. I, it's well, great. I, I'll, I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing about describing Dune, and this is a tweet I've seen so many times. You probably you guys have probably seen it. I'm just going to read this for you. Uh, it says, uh, explain Dune in one sentence. In a move so unsurpri- uh, unsurprising, 
There is literally an eons-old galactic prophecy about it. Powerful, horny men are unable to peacefully share a planet made, planet of, made cocaine. of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I, don't get me wrong. I fucking love Dude. It's great. The I've, I, I think I tried to read the book in high school, and I just didn't. <laughs> I, I was more into, uh, 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 like, Lord of the Rings and Dragonlance at the time. So that's what I was I was all about, and I just I've never gone back to it, and it's just it's I just I'm never gonna read the book. I'm never, and that's just somebody who's like a big proponent of like if you see the movie, you should read the book first. Like I'm never gonna read that book. You know, I I, I actually ahead, prefer I actually generally prefer to see the movie before I read the book because that way, like, I don't have so when I read the book first, I always have this visceral anger that is totally like unreasonable but it doesn't make it less when oh yeah the characters do not look or act the way that i imagined them when i read the book and that goes away you, you, i watch the movie first you, you're well yeah because you have an imprint first yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. well I'll, I'll tell you right i'll tell you um first of all I'll, I'll say that i i have put on my to-do list for the fall break like christmas lab shut down is to get into Dune and finish at least the first book and then move into the next ones. Um, because I think I do need to do that. Um, but, um, I will yeah, say basically you're, I've only read the first Dune book, so I don't, oh, okay. I, yeah, I, I can't, cool. yeah, <laughs> I can't that's tell you. Well, I mean like if, if you just do a slight Google about Dune, you find out that like fucking, I don't know which character, but becomes a half sandworm, half person. Like, what the fuck? And that's... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the the cover of a book. The God Emperor or whatever? Yeah. See, I should say this. I have not read Dune, but I have read a lot about the Dune book. Right. If that makes sense. Oh, everybody does. Everybody does, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I want to get into that. I I will say that, like, (laughs) Adam, you're describing the exact reason my wife will turn off a show. Like, when... uh, Because if somebody doesn't look like the way she, she pictures them in a book... We both read uh, Stephen King's The Dome, which we thought was a fun book, kind of weird. You know what? Uh, I, 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 that, I, it took me forever to read that book. That book was – anyway, fuck that book. Fuck the show, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, the show was garbage. The show was very and bad. The show was very bad. But, like, in the first episode of the show, uh, one of the characters was supposed to be the big fat mayor of the town called Big Jim Rennie. And he was played by um, – oh, shit. Uh, um, you um, – Oh God! Um, Breaking Chickless, Bad, Bre- Breaking Bad, the brother-in-law, Michael fucking Chickless. No, not Michael. Right now, it's, it's uh, uh, how they all look. Yeah, that, yeah, way to go, idiot. Um, you don't know his name. I don't want to fucking hear uh, it. But he was the actor from Breaking Bad. He played uh, uh, Walter White's brother-in-law. But Hank like, Schrader. That's right. Hank Schrader. Okay. Is the but character? He was not What's... fat enough. He was not fat enough for what my wife, so she stopped name? watching the show. Like that episode, Dean Adam, when Norris. she saw that he was, when Dean Norris wasn't fat as she thought he was supposed to be, she quit. Um, I love how everybody's listening to us talk over each other about what characters, what name, and whatnot. But whatever. Um, I mean, so if I'll you're listening that. to the show for anything other than us being drunk and yelling, you're in the wrong place, guys. Right. I will say that um, Adam, if you go see Doom in theaters, uh, it is, uh, it's it's large, it's majestic, it's as industrial in scale and its look that you expect, but it has some really nice, like really nice cinematic touches. Like they talk about the crystalline uh, teeth of the, the sandworms and they all have, uh, I believe they call them Chris daggers. So like yeah. whenever they can find the tip of one of the teeth, they sh- fashion it into a dagger. That's a really cool touch that I didn't see in the first one. 
first movie. Well, it's because the first movie's hot dog shit. It's weird. It's not just weird. It's, it's weird. a it's a bad movie. Like David Lynch yeah. won't even talk about it if he he's at, like there are there are interviews where people are like, so let's talk about Dune. He's like, go fuck yourself. No. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how that happens. So Shay and I have seen Carnage, Venom, uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Adam, have you seen Carnage? I have not seen it. No, I thought no. you said you saw no, it. No, I was just asking if you'd seen it. I assume it's garbage because the first Venom movie was dog shit too. But I really like Woody Harrelson, so I'll I'll, I'll see it at some point. I, I just don't it's... really. I don't see superhero movies anymore. I'm just so burned out on them. I, I, there's too many. I can't keep up with them. All right. Well, I, I can. I, no, I can get behind that. Um, I, can't. I can get behind that. I, I, I tell you that if you have time uh, and what have watched the first one, uh, Let There Be Connors is hella fun. Um, it has virtually no connection to the comics, and uh, it bothers. That's not me true. Because... They do have that scene. The only thing I know about it is they've got that scene where Venom go- or Carnage goes after somebody through the internet. Right. That's why I said virtually. Virtually. Oh, um, so good. Pay attention. Um, the one of the things that uh, have bugged me that we don't need to talk about. I was really upset with the What If series on Disney because. Um, it just annoyed me because everybody like every time they released an episode, everybody's like, "Oh, uh, Marvel just changed this." No, these are one-offs. Just just leave it alone. Um, but the the last thing I would recommend to everybody, and you know, Adam's yawning. He's got to get up and go to work here. We're in, we're in three different time zones while we do this. Um, is uh, Antlers? Uh, I guys, haven't seen it, but I, I'm going to try to see it this week. I would definitely recommend it. I would definitely recommend um, reading the um, short story it's based off of. It's called The Quiet Boy by... I'll give you his name right here in a second. Um, But it is a great um, uh, uh, Quiet Boy by Nick Anticosta. Nick Anticosta. It's called The Quiet Boy, a, a, a short horror story. Uh, Antlers is based off of it. It's a great Wendigo kind of werewolf type horror story. Hmm. It's placed in Oregon. Um, uh, it's placed in a rundown Oregon town. Shay, Adam, watching it, you'll see West Virginia everywhere you look because um, it's a mining town that's besieged by you know meth that's like trying to get it back on its feet. Uh, the landscapes are absolutely fucking breathtaking. The acting's really good. Um, You'll you'll notice you'll know all the people that are acting in it. Um, uh, oh, the one the one of the lead actors is from Breaking Bad too. The Jesse, what's his name? That not Jesse, shit. The the real crazy guy, the um, guy that keeps Jesse in a in a hole. But no, you'll know the actors. It's a great story. Short stories like I don't know, like maybe thirty forty pages long. Great short story. Read it. Go see the movie. Great, 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 great. I want to go see it again. I don't know how they got everything to look so fucking dirty. And, and have you ever and... watched The Ritual on Netflix? Mm-hmm. You should watch no. that then. I've heard about it's that good. Though. It's it's uh it is uh I I keep because I I've read that Antlers is a different take on the Wendigo myth, and in a I guess it the people say that about the Ritual as well, but that's just not accurate. In fact, they very plainly say because I mean we're talking monster movies they say the monster is x 
in that movie, and it's not a uh-huh. Wendigo. But the ritual is very good. I would highly recommend it. It's a Netflix original, and it's one of those ones I didn't know anything about going in, uh, uh, going into it. And then I was like, "Whoa, that was." No, is this a movie? Or it's a, a movie. Series? It's it's like an hour and twenty or thirty, maybe hour and forty minute movie. It's fucking great. Abs- if it's a great horror flick, you, I, I would highly suggest it. It's one of the better uh, Netflix originals they've done, like ever. I really hmm. liked it. It gets more. Yeah. I, I won't say anything except that it gets more into. Uh, Norse mythology and it's a horror movie. It's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I will say that I read the short story for Antlers and was like, I loved it. I thought it had a great ending. I mean, a better ending. But you couldn't end a movie like that short story because, you know, that's not how movies end. Um, there's not three acts to it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But um, I was really impressed with the movie, just the visuals and everything. And, uh, um, I've heard about the ritual. I, 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 I watched no, it. Somebody has told me. You probably to, told me about it. I before, probably have because yeah. that was one of those ones that I, I knew nothing about it going into it, and then from like the word go, I was into. It. I was like, this is awesome. Well, I I don't know what to say, guys. Except I've got some great recommendations. I, I got a show on um I got a show on Amazon called Beowulf. I got to check into. I got a movie on Netflix. I got to watch. Um, hope you got. I got a book I need to read. Right, Adam. I got to read. I got to read Dune. Got to read Dune. Got to read Dune. Okay. Can't get past it, but um, all right. Well, I've kept you guys up long enough. I guess we should wrap this up. Um, Adam, as always, thank you for coming on. Good talk to you. Good to good to see you. Good to good to see you're doing okay. Good to yeah, still alive. Good, yeah. I know. I know. Like uh, um, somebody said, and I won't I won't out them. Uh, they were like, hey, uh, I listen to the podcast. You and Shay are pretty good at that. You have right. a good rapport. Right. I was like, Everything I was like, about that's a lie. No one listens to this podcast. <laughs> well, was, they said you guys Is have a good rapport. Fuck Logan. Who cares what he thinks? Nah, it wasn't Logan. Okay. So you guys have a good rapport. I was like, yeah, it's almost like we're related. I've been yeah. talking to each other Same. for Shay's entire life. And, but, uh, you know, somebody else said, like, it's almost like you guys do this just to talk to each other. I was like, eh, yeah, 60 40. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 60/40. However, if you're tuning yeah. in to get your news from us, that is a mistake. Well, it's going to be pretty fucking biased. But uh-huh. I guarantee you, we will do this as long as Tucker Carlson's on the air because we are not going to let that white asshole have the only stupid takes on the interwebs. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even talk about Tucker's uh, Purge of Patriots bullshit. Oh. That's that's even out there. I can't do that. But anyway, Adam, thanks for coming on. Always good to talk to you. Glad you're doing well. Glad you're doing a lot. Doing, still doing the living. Um Anything you want to plug or talk about? You know, you don't have a podcast or anything. You want, you you don't you want your name scrubbed from this right after this, right? Yeah, I mean, I like I know that on on like serious big podcasts, the guest usually is like, I've got this book out, and that's why I'm on this podcast. There you go. I don't have a book. Right. So write a fucking book, then, dude. Write a fucking book. Wow. All right, Shay. Um, I guess we should wrap this up, everybody. Uh, as always, we love doing this. We hope you enjoy listening to it. Um, we're going to do it regardless, so eh, I'll just tell you. You can find us anywhere. You should be able to find us anywhere you find our podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or you just want to bitch at us, you can hit us up on Twitter. It's at woodscast1776.com. Shit. No, it's at 1776. The email is the woodscast1776 at gmail.com. And Facebook is at woodscast1776 because fuck Alex Jones and his whole shtick. We will be here long after he is 
sued into oblivion. Shay, one of my life goals is even if we hate doing this podcast, we will release one podcast after the InfoWars uh, show is shut down. Oh, absolutely. just to say we last, just to say we laughed it after that. Lasted after that. So, um, as always, uh, Adam, say goodbye to the nice people. Bye, nice people. Shay, say goodbye to the nice people. Bye, nice people. And as always, remember what Captain Hydra says, seize the means of production. Seize them! Seize them good! Seize them down low. <laughs> <laughs>